Always Asia Podcast. The Always Asia Podcast. The Always Asia Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Always Asia Podcast. I am your host, Asia Sanders. And like always, I hope you guys are having a beautiful, fruitful day, week, month. I ain't going to say year because we all been going through it. But you know what? If you're having a fruitful year, then you know what? Shout out to you. Rub rub on me because I need it. I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it. All right? I think all, all of us are going to. Um, For me, this week has been very much so work, school, podcast. Work, school, podcast. And... That's what I asked for. So God, please don't give me any type of excitement. I don't need anything outside of that right now. I'm not asking for any more because y'all, I'm busy. I'm motherfucking busy. So let me tell you guys what happened yesterday. So check this out. iHeartRadio is trying to find the next new podcast. And I was really excited. I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I'm looking through the comments to see who's going to be in the contest. So let me break it down for you. So um, we had to give them an outline of one of our episodes, a trailer, um, a pitch, um, just a lot, a lot of shit. And y'all know I'm super extra. So I was doing a lot. I was thinking about how I'm going to do my pitch. It was going to be real extra guys like real real extra but I was really excited to do it right so I'm looking through the comments and I'm just seeing who is looking to participate in this contest and I'm like let me see their work what's going on you know who's going to be my competition and um, it was a lot of other uh, people who either hadn't started a podcast yet but they're like a, a looking to be like media personalities and there's other people that are um new into the podcast game so I'm like okay so I'm not really going over my head then um I I was working real hard on everything guys really hard I finished my outline I was learning how to do certain things like I didn't know what a treatment was um, like what consists of a treatment treatments are basically like an outline of your podcast, but you're kind of trying, you're kind of trying to show them like your vision of that episode. Anyways, so I didn't know what, a, what they were asking for, like a lot of things, but I was researching guys. I was on YouTube, like how to write this or how to do this, how to do a good pitch, what I should include in my pitch. Uh, I was just doing a lot, right? So I was almost done. I just, I had wrote, written my script. I had written everything. I just needed to record some stuff. I was really, 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 really excited. So I went back to the post and I'm like, let me see what's been going on, you know, like whatever. Then I see um, uh, it's a dude. He's been in radio for about like 20 years, he said. And he was like, guys, if you're 
trying to enter into this contest, please do not do it. What they're doing is, so iHeart was saying that they're going to, um, the, uh, the winner was going to get an interview with Dan Patrick. Um, he's like some, uh, I don't watch sports guys, so I'm not even trying to downgrade what this nigga doing, but I don't even know what he, like he, my dad used to watch him. So once I saw who he was, I was like, oh, okay, okay. But he does like radio podcasts or, 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 um, not radio podcasts, what I'm talking about. Um, he does radio for sports. So I was like, okay, this is whatever. I don't know what the fuck we gonna talk about, but I mean, you know, whatever. Like I, th- th- that's just how I'm going with my life. Like I'm just gonna go for it and say fuck it. You know what I mean? Everything I'm just gonna go for it and just you know put it in God's hands. You feel me? So we were gonna get an interview. Um, a thousand dollars. Um, and, uh, to help produce the podcast, which I'm like, that really ain't shit. A thousand dollars. It's. I mean, it's okay, but it's like, I would be exactly where I'm at right now, guys. Like, as far as equipment, like that really is not a lot of money. But anyway, so it was a thousand dollars, and they were going to um, help you with your. Uh, what is it called? What is it called? What is it called? Basically, with your first episode, and they were going to air it on their behalf so I was like okay this is pretty cool like this is gonna get me you know some more like attention some more eyes on me you know what I mean and I I I thought it was pretty cool so anyways this guy commented on the post and was like hey everybody if you're looking to do this um competition please do not do it all the beautiful thing about podcasts is the fact that it's independent and you have all control keep control of your shit and um just be consistent do not do this because what they're doing is the thousand dollars isn't really yeah they're going to give you the thousand dollars but they're basically buying your show and when they buy your show if they don't like you they can replace you keep the name of the show keep the idea of the show keep everything and boot you the fuck out and I'm like, oh, and the reason why I knew he was so serious is because I went on his uh, profile and he posted um, the the flyer, the iHeart flyer. He posted it again on his page and commented and was was saying the same thing. Please, guys, do not do it. And I saw a couple other people doing the same thing. So I'm just like, holy shit, I am not doing this. I am not doing this because you aren't going to swindle me my nigga you ain't gonna do that to me but the thing is it's like and then a lot of people were saying oh my god that was in the fine print that was in the fine print I'm like bitch I need to get my shit together because I didn't even read no fine print I did not read no fine print I was about to just send off my shit and they could have just really fucked me and I'm not for the fucking oh my god oh my god hold on So yeah, I was feeling like really discouraged. I was like, holy shit. Like, cause when I try to go out for something, guys, I'd like imagine myself getting it, imagine how far I'm gonna take it. And just like, so I just planned on for so, like just for a a lot of things. And then like when reading that, I'm like, oh fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Everything that I just imagined isn't about to come true. But, um, 
what I try to do is just look at what I got from this situation. Um, sorry, guys, the kids above me are bad as hell. And, you know, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I just love the fact that they're happy and they're just they're just sounding like they're having a good time. So I'm just like, fuck it. You could just keep me up all night. Um, and that it's it's fine. It's fine, guys. But man, they be running around and racing and and gyrating and 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 just doing a lot. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But anyways, there's about like four of them, like about four kids. I'm like, damn. But anyways, um, so what I took out of that whole situation was, you know what? Everything you do right now is practice for who you're going to be and where you're going to be in the future. Every single thing, every, every thing, what you eat, what you drink, everything you do is practice for who you're going to be. So I'm like, you know what? I practiced. I learned what these things are because I'm sure this is not going to be the first time I'm going to have to feel something fill something out like a treatment or synopsis and a pitch and all these type of things. So look, I learned how to do that. And um, that's just a good experience. You know what I mean? And just say, fuck it. I'm just gonna have to trash it. And it's fine. It's fine. Um, I just have learned to try to just take the good out of every single thing. And guys, sometimes you just got to take a shitty situation and squeeze it out and try to find that drop of good just to keep yourself hopeful. So that's the word. That's the word for today. I'm gonna move on to the tweet of the week and I will be right back. All right, guys, we are back with the tweet of the week. This tweet is by Megan the Stallion at the Stallion with two E's. Do not get it fucked. All right, so let's read this. My God, I didn't find. Okay, there we go. She says, "Lie one more time, and I'ma quit sparing you." Then that tweet was followed by an Instagram live by her, where she admits that Tory Lanez indeed was the one who shot her. I think we all kind of knew. We all really knew who uh, it was him. Um, fingers were pointed to him without really pointing to him. Um, before we get into the trash talk, um, I really pray for healing for everyone that was involved in that situation. Um, man, Lord, gosh. <laughs> um, I've been a gunshot victim. I Well, I have been. I am. I have been, I am, whatever. I was shot. That shit sucks. <laughs> Not only do you have to heal physically, but it takes a long time to heal mentally. So um, I hope everyone is doing the work to recover from the situation because it is a tragic situation. Now, the niggas who were, are calling her a snitch for saying who shot her I want you guys to know that you're snitching on yourselves okay because you are screaming abuser without saying it you are screaming it from the mountain high hey everybody I put my hands on women that's what that sounds like because I didn't think that there was gonna be pushback from 
niggas to this woman that was shot by another man. I didn't think there was going to be pushback. But you know what? Do you know what niggas do best is nig. And that's what they're going to do. That is exactly what they're going to do. And it, it it's just really sad to see because... It's the same niggas that were screaming Black Lives Matter and this is why we protest because rah, 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 rah. and nigga, you the same one that could give a fuck about this black life because she could have lost it. And what's even more upsetting is the fact that she was saying she was trying to spare him. Not only was she not saying who it was, but when the cops came, she wasn't trying to tell them that she was shot just to protect everyone that was there. And that's another sad thing because we should not be scared to tell the cops that we are in harm. That's what we fucking pay you for. But that's for another story. That's for another time, another time. But you hear her saying that she was trying to protect him. She was trying to spare him. And the first thing you could call her is a snitch. Nigga. I not you men should be embarrassed. The women in your life should be embarrassed of you. They should be fucking embarrassed. The men who are talking like that, y'all, there is something wrong with you niggas for real. There is something, you know what? <sighs> It's it's just really discouraging. It's really discouraging. It's really embarrassing. It's really sad to um to see. It's really sad to see. But like I said, I'm I'm I pray for healing. I pray for um um uh better decision making skills for you because you that is not your cup of tea. That is not your fucking cup of tea, and. Uh, and I'm not even going to say, oh, she's not a snitch because the streets, da, da, da. I don't know shit about the streets. I don't know a damn thing about the streets. I ain't never been it. I ain't never, no. I don't know anything about the streets. But what I do know is a lot of these niggas that are calling her a snitch aren't from the streets. <laughs> you aren't from the streets. So why are you talking like that? Why are you talking like that? And I, so my girlfriend, she has this homeboy, um, I guess they're they're really close. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, and um, I met him maybe two, three times. Seemed cool. Um, loves wearing chains at the gym, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and he posted that story and put rat emojis and calling her a snitch. And I'm like, huh excuse me I thought there was something else I thought there was something else to that because I'm like this couldn't be you can't be that fucking stupid Mr. Chains but correct he was and the thing is is that like I try to give a chance to explain yourself so I said huh the nigga goes snitch is a snitch telling is telling so you're really defending you being stupid so let me just Call you fucking stupid. It, your mother, your sisters, your aunts, your girlfriend. Please, girl. If he has a girlfriend, please break up with this nigga. Please, 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 please. Because that shit is embarrassing. That shit is embarrassing. They should fucking be embarrassed of you guys. 
Because that... She snitched because he shot her. She she snitched. The fuck? You know what? Again. I, I, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray for healing from you guys. But Lord Jesus, we can't keep sacrificing our lives, our well-being to make sure y'all are okay, but y'all could give a fuck. Y'all could give a fuck. And I'm saying the y'all that the the niggas that are pushing back on trying to get help. I'm saying them. I'm not saying the the great men that stand up for women and 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 call these niggas out for being a piece of shit. I don't I'm not talking to y'all. Thank you guys. Thank you. I think I shouldn't have to really say that because you shouldn't think I'm talking about you if that if that's not what you do. Oh, I got an attitude again. Ugh, look what y'all do to me. Look, look, look. <laughs> but anyways, so this episode is going to be about men in therapy. Um, like I said, I am interviewing a, a gentleman and um, he's going to talk. We're going to talk about men in therapy, how they feel about it. Um, have they ever been just just their whole experience with mental health? Because we, you know what? I got a another man that's when I see a man that's wanting help, I want to um contribute to that you know what I mean and I want to talk about uh, talk uh talk to him about that and compliment him for that because a lot of these niggas don't want it so that's what we're doing today um so I'll be I'll be right back do not go nowhere don't go nowhere all right guys so we're going to be introducing Sire to the Always Asia podcast Woo! Welcome. <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to thank you for your like vulnerability. I have three younger brothers, and I really applaud men who are able to be vulnerable, openly vulnerable, and um, just talk about their emotions and stuff because it's a ripple effect. You know what I mean? So like you're uh, like you're freeing a lot of other men. So I want to thank you for that first. For sure. Yeah, that. absolutely. So um, you did a project called um, Therapy Progress Report. I want to ask you what what started this? Yeah, yeah. so um, and you're good. The project's actually called Therapy by Design. You're good. I know I have it. I have the progress report on the left. Oh, my God. Um, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's cool. It's cool. Okay. So okay. it's called Therapy by Design. Therapy um, by Design. And the progress reports are just... Um, so when we were looking at the project, I had five different elements that I spoke on, five different topics about myself. And okay. I just did a progress report for each topic, essentially. Okay, okay. Um, but what brought that about is, I mean, I've been, I'm a graphic designer freelance. Um, okay. I've been doing that since I was in high school. I'm 23 now, finishing up my last semester in college. And um, just, you know, over time, I just realized I have a lot of traumatic experiences from my past and things that I've never really dealt with yeah. and um you know therapy was not something that was ever really introduced to me as something that was normal per se mm-hmm. um but over time you know just kind of going through life the way I was going through life I was like you know what this is something I need but before I even had the opportunity to even look into getting therapy for myself 
um, I said to myself, well, I'm like, I'm a designer. I'm a graphic designer. You know, I, I, I make things visually. I'm a creative. I was like, why not try to find a way to tell my own story so that people can relate to me um, and allow myself to be vulnerable while also giving people more content and stuff since they look to me for that anyways. Mm-hmm. So um, I had the idea sometime last year, I was in Los Angeles with my friends um, on a trip and we were just talking and I was like, guys, mm-hmm. I'm going to just make a project called Therapy by Design. And they're like, that sounds crazy. And I was like, I know that's the point. And, you know, like over the over the next three months from there, um, like at the top of 2020, I uh, got together with one of my homegirls, uh, Kayla James. She's a really great photographer here in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. um, she works with me on pretty much all my projects. And yeah, we just rented out a studio for like an hour and a half. Um, I could have directed everything. So I had all the concepts already ready. I had the fits ready and we just knocked it out. And then, you know, I just wanted to post and kind of made everything. Um, and that's pretty much how they came about. That's how they okay. came about. See, so um, you had a um, a topic about religion that I wanted to talk yeah. about a little bit. Um, were you using church as a form of therapy? Um, or have you, you know, I, it, it's so crazy. You know, that's a really good question. It's a really good question. Um, I don't want to say that I use church as a form of therapy. I more so look at it from the standpoint of I grew up my whole life in church. Okay. And so based on, you know, the belief system that I grew up in, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my life was shaped based on that. So a lot of things I went through, you know, the answer was always, you know, pray about this or God, this or God. It was, it was always something that, that tied back to church and religion and how I grew up. Um, And there've been moments in my life where, yeah, you know, I've been able to take things that, you know, I experienced in church mm-hmm. and that helped to me in, in a lot of ways. Um, but I never really like looked at church as a definitive source of therapy for me. It was just kind of always something that was there. So did you always know that you needed more than that for a healthy mind? Not initially because that's, okay. you know, that's just what you I, grew I, I grew up in a Jamaican household. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Even with that, yeah, even with that, it's just kind of like nobody talks about therapy. It's just like, what is therapy? It's like, no, we're just going to pray for you and um, and pray that everything is better. Yeah. And, you know, at a certain point in my life, I was like, that's cool. I was like, I appreciate the prayers. But I'm like, I was like, I need a little bit more like prayer. Okay. It's not helping me right now. Like I need <laughs> something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so... Let me ask you, why did you choose the picture of Kanye for the other slide of that uh, progress report? Yes. Yeah. So the reason why I chose that is because I remember growing up, um, I was just a really big Kanye fan, you know, before all of the controversy and everything going on with him right now. Um, And I just, I remember the first time I heard Jesus walk. Okay. And it was crazy hearing that song because I'm like, here's this rapper that I like, and I'm a kid, and I'm not supposed to even listening to rap music. And he's making a song called Jesus Walk. That was like the only song I could play with my parents okay. and like get away with it and be like, oh, yeah, it's okay. kind of like a Christian gospel song. So that's cool. Okay. And um, I guess just like listening to Kanye over the years and seeing everything he's gone through and the changes. And, you know, there are things that, of course, we agree and don't agree with yeah, uh, respectively and whatnot. But I guess it was the turning point of, you know, last year when he kind of turned his music and pretty much just his whole lifestyle, you know, more so towards being focused on Christianity heavy. That was interesting to me because I'm like, here I am like questioning a lot of things I grew up on in that aspect. And here Kanye is kind of going the other direction with that Mm -hmm. inadvertently. And I was like, it was just a very interesting dynamic because I'm like, 
you know, looking into a lot of what Kanye said. It's, like I said, there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with. Yeah. But, you know, he just kind of had points and he had moments. Um, I remember he was speaking at Joel Osteen's church once last mm-hmm. year. And um, I, I just watched it, you know, just kind of see what he was talking about and saying. And I saw a lot of the transformation that he was going through within myself. Even though the directions mm-hmm. were kind of opposite, I still saw that transformation. So I was like, here's a grown adult, you okay. know, who has reached a pivot point in his life where he's kind of tired of his lifestyle currently the way he's living. And he's changing things based on that. And um, he was just discovering his own truth. And I was like, well, I'm discovering my own truth as well. Okay. And a lot of his music kind of changed my perspective on life though when I was growing up. So now for him to be changing his own perspective, I'm like, how does that affect me? Yeah. Um, you know, even down to the way I dress and everything, like I, I, I'm a diehard Ralph Lauren fan. I got that from Kanye, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, so like little things like that, I related to like those key points from Kanye. And I was like, uh-huh. you know what, like, this is really relatable, you know, even after the polar bear sweater that I was wearing in, in my portion of the pic. Yeah, um, it was just kind of like all of that. I pulled that from Kanye. So, you know, yeah. those parallels, that's, that's where that came. Okay. And it seems as though he's able, no matter what the crazy shit he sometimes says, he's always being expressive. No matter if you agree with him, don't agree with him, um, if what he makes sense, or what he's what he's saying makes sense or not, he's always expressing himself. So I'm sure you could kind of relate to that too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. It's important. To no, no, to definitely. Say say. Yeah. So in your um, in the progress report about happiness. Um, so because of everything that's going on right now, um, quarantine, a lot, you know, a lot of states, or a lot of places are still shut down and we have to stay inside a lot more often than we were before. Um, d- I, there was a part in that you said, um, I don't have all the answers, but whatever you do, find the source of happiness within yourself. Are you, I'm sure you're so relieved that you were able to find that before all this shit shut down. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's funny you say that because I was able to and then I lost it. Like, oh, it was crazy. talk to me. I lost it. So, I mean, when quarantine started, right, like, or when the pandemic officially, officially started, like, yeah. I, I remember everything right up until that point. And I feel like a lot of people do because it's very <laughs> abrupt time in life for everybody. But when I had put that out, I was like, I'm on a roll. I put out therapy by design now. Um, you know, you know, I, I work at Apple part-time um, while finishing up my, my bachelor's degree right now and whatnot. So I'm busy between schoolwork and I got this good job at Apple and I'm a designer online and, you know, like people look at my work and they think it's cool and everything is going good. And then the pandemic starts and then like my life just changes because I went from having zero time to do anything on any day. And then like, I had to wake up and they like, wow, I have all this free time while the world's trying to figure out what's going on. And then I realized I'm like, wow, like I thought I was happy with what I was doing, but in reality with all this extra free time to think and not do anything at all, am I really happy? And then I realized mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, you're not as happy as you think you are. You know, mm-hmm. you have more work to do. You have, you have more things that you need to discover about yeah. yourself and you're not where you thought you were, you know? And I think that's normal because we, we, I feel like we gradually, elevate to different levels of happiness as life goes on yeah we find new things that make us happy and whatnot yep. but yeah when the pandemic started it sh- it rocked me because I lost a lot you know not only with the, even back to the religion thing like 
not only was I attending church, you know, I was a, a musician in church, playing in church every Sunday. Like that was another source of income for me. And it wasn't about the money either, but that was it's just a something routine else I too, did. yeah. Yeah. So like when all of that stops and like you're not playing in church no more, you're not going to church no more, and then like a third of your income is now just all of a sudden lost, you know, mm-hmm. and you have all these things you gotta take care of, you got a card note and you're dating and you're trying to, you know, everything is going on and you're just like, whoa, like my whole life just, yes. like this is not what life was last week and you have to no. readjust quickly. quickly. And I know a lot of people that lost themselves. Yeah. 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 So that is so, oh my God, that's so interesting because, so did you have, okay, so you said you were just running around working. So I think yeah. for true happiness, you have to have it within yourself first, because at the end of the day, this shit can happen. Look, this I think this is the first time we all have had to deal with this. You know what I mean? Where we really have to sit with ourselves and really look ourselves in the mirror, get to know ourselves, because we can really um, mask who we are with the things that we do. You know what I mean? Working, going to school, you know what I mean? Extracurricular activities. And then we can, like I said, we can mask how we feel based off of like the things that we do. And it's, it's scary. So um, why the kid picture? Was that you? When yeah, you were- yeah. That was okay. Me. Talk that to was me. me. Um, because, so I never really, I never really acknowledged depression growing up and whatnot. Um when I when I realized I was depressed, I was probably around like my freshman year of college, 2015, fall of 2015. Yeah. Um, and as time went on, like I just kind of became more depressed from a from just various circumstances. Mm-hmm. And one thing that stuck out to me is every time like I would see my mom or talk to my mom about anything, you know, like she would also talk to me uh, and, and try to kind of get to the root of what was going on with me. And I just never really opened up about anything. But one thing she always said to me and stuck with me, she was like, she was like, I miss my son. I miss when he used to smile. And she always says, even to this day, like she always says that to me. She's like, I miss your smile. I miss the happy you. I miss my son. Mm-hmm. And looking through like the photo album one, I was like, I looked at that picture and that one stuck out to me. Cause I'm like, that was me when I was probably like, I don't know, like one, two, three, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. how that was. Um, but I remember being a kid. I remember those moments. I remember being a happy kid and smiling all the time and, you know, nothing was bothering me. And so for my mom to say constantly to me, I miss my son, I missed when you smiled, um, that kind of tied it together with the happiness piece Mm because I was like, you know, if my own mother, who, you know, would obviously know me better than anybody else in this world based on our relationship, can look at me and, and often say that to me, um, I was like, that picture meant a lot because that was a reflection of, who I once was, even though I was a, a, a child, child, you yeah. know, that, that's still a reflection of, of happiness. Yeah. You know, I feel like that was the most pure form of happiness, being a child, not worrying about mm-hmm. anything. Like Not knowing anything. What do you yeah. really know? Yeah. Like no, you don't pay bills. You don't stress so, about like grocery shopping. Is that really happiness though? Or, or is that just adapting to what's around you? You know what I mean? Is that really happiness of not, not knowing? I feel like in a way, because okay. I, I feel like your point is also valid as well, saying that it's an, an adaptation. Um, but as a child, there are less, there are less outside factors mm-hmm. um, 
that are directly affecting you in a way that you feel. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, I didn't have a car note when I was three, but I have a car note now. So when I wake up in the morning, my decision to work and do everything that I do is based on the fact that I have to pay for, yeah, like I got to pay for that, you know, and I got to do this and do that and take care of these Mm -hmm. things. I didn't have to really worry about that. Life didn't kick in. It was exactly, it it Mm -hmm. was easy as a child to pick up a ball and uh, just make up an imaginary game and just (laughs) be happy in the moment. I can't do that now. Like I I pick up a ball and I'm like, I don't have time to play with it. It's like, I need to go, like, I got to go work. I got to go do something. I got to like, do what I need to do for me like you I can't do that now you know so that form of happiness as a child was a lot more pure than it is now in my opinion okay I can understand that I could definitely understand that and that's why I wonder why more adults don't seek help as far as like healing because we all like even if you had the greatest quote-unquote childhood or anything like that life is hard you know what I mean? Life can be a motherfucker. You know what I mean? So I just think that that's why I just suggest therapy to just everybody, even if you don't think that you're truly or therapeutic practices. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there's books that teach that there's things, you know what I mean? That if you feel like you can't or think you can't afford it or whatever, but um, I want to move on to um, you said something on that one. You said, do yourself a favor and shed your ego. Do you think the ego is the reason why a lot of men aren't seeking therapy or healing in general. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, we're, we're living in this like social media technology based <laughs> age and um, everything is based on what you show people. Yeah. Image. You yeah. Know, people, yeah. And, and that's why I did therapy by design because I was like, I don't, care to show people what I have and and like nobody cares about that stuff at the end of the day ultimately like Mm -hmm. cool like yeah it's like post your Gucci belt that's nice you know I like the picture and then I don't care about it tomorrow and then if you wear it again I'm like wow that's the same belt you wore like nobody cares about little stuff like that it's Mm -mm. it's irrelevant but people care about things that actually impact them right yeah and so it was like that ego thing. I realized even with myself, I was like, yeah, I, I have an ego for sure. You know, I, mean? yeah. I, I was trying to present this image to the world. And then I was like, that's not who I actually am. Like I'm a creative and I'm a human being and I'm hurting and I'm feeling things and I'm going through. Like I had people DM me that wouldn't comment on the picture that would tell me like, hey, like I can't speak on this publicly, but the words that you said helped me recognize things about my own self so it was like people would come to me in private and talk to me about the work i did but they're, they're not going to comment under the picture because it makes them look vulnerable so they don't want the world to know and, and it, i never judged them for that but they didn't want the world to know that they were related correct you know correct i i know people who you may be listening right now who shit on me so bad for always talking about therapy but dm me saying hey um what is that? What is a website that I could find, you know, a therapist? And, and I'm just like, we don't have to, you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be scared. But the thing is, is that that's why I commend you as a black man, as a, do you, as a black man for, um, for talking about something like this. You know what I mean? So is this a conversation you have with your guy friends? Like, bro, like I'm hurting, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm, I'm anxiety or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> especially now more than ever. Yeah. Um, what I found with a lot of my friends, and what's crazy about that is I've gotten closer to some people um, that I wasn't close to mm-hmm. for various reasons. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, it'd be like coworkers and we'd be cool, but we're just coworkers. And then like the pandemic happens. And then like we start talking about like mental health there. And so like, and then we start checking on each other like, yo, how are you feeling this week? And it's like, bro, like I'm depressed. <laughs> you know, I'm going through this, that, there, the other. And it's normal. And it's like, okay, cool. So like, what are you doing this week? And it's like, oh, I'm going to the gym this week. I'm doing this, that, there, the other. But it became, it became more normal to have those conversations oh. um, when the world slowed down because I feel like people started to realize, well, I have all this free time and I have too much time to think in a lot of cases. Talking to somebody, uh, which of course, you know, when you go to therapy, you're, you're talking, talking to yeah. somebody. But mm-hmm. even when it's like your friends and whatnot or, or, or associates and whatnot, you feel a sense of relief just letting somebody know. You know, I've had to let a lot of people know, even on a professional level, like, hey, um, just depending on the, the where we are with our communication and relationship, I've had to let people know, like, hey, like, this project understand that you want me to do this project i can't do that this week you, you know just for my own mental like i literally yeah. can't take that and i would love to but i can't do that you know and it's just what it is so um yeah i i feel like that's that's that became super prevalent yeah you know, everything changed yeah like we're a lot more aware of our emotions and a lot, a yeah. lot more willing to um to express them and I think that's that's one of the good things that's come out of this uh, pandemic is the fact that I feel like we're getting to the point where we now understand the fact that we need to lean on each other. You know what I mean? We, we really need to lean on each other. And that, oh my God. And I remember when, the, when everything started, <clears throat> my anxiety was on 10 depression was on 10 everything was gloomy here in arizona where the sun is always out right cloudy and i was working overnight so i wasn't really seeing people i was sleeping during the day up at night so i wasn't seeing anybody streets were 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 closed and i was like oh my god the world is fucking ending but then I had yeah. to get to the point where, yeah, like, did you do that too? Yeah, and, I remember that feeling. Yeah, and I had to get to the point where, like, I had to put life into perspective and understand what's really important and what's not really important. And, um, and sisterhood and brotherhood, that's really what's important. And we are who we need to count on in times like this because we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, in the, uh, progress report about insecurity, you talked about your low confidence and, um, that you are a better man today. How were you able to gain confidence as a man? Cause I only know as a woman, we, we do, I feel like we do two different things. So what were you able to do to get your confidence? confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that one is deep. I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. Like, oh, I don't talking see about all of this. <laughs> you know, it just is because it's, it's, it's making me like pull and, and go back, which is fine, you know. Okay, you okay. Know, that's kind of what it is, which is cool. But um, with the confidence thing, I mean. Or if you're not there I, yet, it's okay. Or right now, it's okay. No, just I'm talk- definitely there. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely feel like I'm there. I, I, I'll say this. I feel like I'm like 90% there, which That's is okay. a long way from like used to feel like I was like 40, 35%. Yeah. There. Um, the, the way I did that, you know, when I was growing up in like middle school and high school and whatnot, like I was the dark skinned, smart kid that got the straight A's and read books and like I, yeah. at lunch, I wouldn't sit at the table. With, like literally, I would know maybe one or two people from every single click you could think of that existed in a high school setting but I was never comfortable enough to the table because I never liked everybody at one specific table so like mm-hmm. I would like stand by myself at lunch I literally would not eat during lunch like it was crazy um mm-hmm. and that's just because how kids made me feel you know like I didn't my parents didn't believe in like you know spending money frivolously on clothes and stuff so, like I just kind of wore whatever like you know they would buy and I always had like my own sense of style or not but it was just like it was crazy because I even won best dress in high school but like and that was only two years after I had just got a job at 16. So that's 18. Okay, so you were able to job at 16. Your shit. Yeah, yeah. When I got a job at 16, I was like, I was working at Levi's back then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to buy everything in the store. <laughs> and like, I started working at all the clothing stores I really liked. And I just started using my whole paycheck. I wasn't saving nothing. I was just buying clothes, buying clothes, Yeah, buying you're clothes. like, I ain't feeling this no more. Exactly. <laughs> and um, it's sad to say it, but it's kind of like, it started with the clothes, I guess. You know, like once I started like being up to four nicer clothes, I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm feeling myself, I'm mm-hmm. that dude. And then um, after that, after that, it didn't really change a lot for me. You know, mm-hmm. that, then I realized like, okay, well clothes don't really make you, material things don't make you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to start working on myself and had to get out of my shell. Like I used to be a really shy person. Um, I will still walk in a room and just kind of like sit if I can and not speak to anybody if I can. But I have no problem getting up in front of that whole room at the same time if you have to put me in front of a podium to speak to them. I can do either or. But back then I couldn't do that. Like I had no, okay. I didn't know how to adapt to like people. Like I would shake and be afraid. Um, I really credit my confidence from a job that I got when I was like 19. Okay. When I started oh, yeah. working at Ashley Furniture okay um, so imagine me at 19 were you years selling, old, selling couches furniture, everything <laughs> okay everything. <laughs> i'm selling everything you can't be shy had, you can't be shy <laughs> and the the store manager was a black man uh his name is Derek mason okay um, and i credit him for i want to say saving me in that way because he gave me the opportunity to get at, at 19 years old you know i'm working with people that are like 50 60 70 they have their people that come in all the time and buy from them like I'm fighting now, you know, it's like, I'm like a tadpole in a shark pool, yeah. you know, but I credit him for giving me the opportunity to, to work there for the, the year and some change I worked there. And he was more than just like, you know, my store manager, my boss, like he really took pride in me being a young black man. It was mm-hmm. me and some other uh, guys. I'm actually still friends with this day, but he kind of took us all and was like, hey, listen, I'm a black man. I'm your manager. I'm everybody's manager, but you are a young black man, and I need you guys to succeed and be successful in life. So he would like point out like our problem areas. Um, and me specifically, he would always tell me, like, yo, you don't know how to talk to people. Like you're too shy, you're too afraid of everything, mm-hmm. you're too timid. And he would literally set up transactions. Um, like I might, I might be in the middle of a sale, and he would take the sale over on purpose and just not let me say anything and then like he would close the sale for me and he would do it to kind of like teach me things about how to be more interactive with people or just how to speak in general and how to not be so shy and timid and um I really credit him for helping me become more confident because by the time I left that job um I left and I I started at Apple shortly after that 
And, um, you know, I was, I looked back and I was like, wow, like I really came a long way with this confidence thing. Like, yeah. I, can, I know who I am, you know, and that was the thing. I had to go to work every day, hold my head high and say, who are you today? You mm-hmm. know, are you going to let the world tell you who you are or are you going to accept who you actually know you are and walk yep. in who you know you are yep. and do what you need to do today so that, you know, you can survive tomorrow. Exactly. And, um, you know, that, that, that job really is what pulled me into that, yeah. that newfound level of confidence. Yeah. So I know I, I've never known what it was like to be quiet. Do you think that your way of being quiet or um, timid, do you think that has to, that has to do with your, how am I asking this question? the way you felt when you verbalized the way you felt when you were a child, was that valued by your parents, your elders? Um, yeah, definitely valued by my parents for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, So where did the timidness come from? Or did you just say lack of? I I think I've just always been like that. I mean, (laughs) I, I was the kid that, like I said, you know, I was the straight A kid and whatnot. Like, I just wanted, like, books from people. Like, church people would always give me books and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And they would, like, really encourage me. And, and you know, even when I was in, like, kindergarten, like, they would give me first grade work um, just, just because I wanted it. So okay. I just preferred to spend my time, you know, doing, like, homework and reading and, and stuff okay. and okay. so I just never really wanted to socialize with other kids and then growing <laughs> up it just kind of backfired on me I guess because I never wanted to learn how to do it so I just became that timid person like it was like I'm cool being by myself like I don't really want to talk you found to out you're like wait I really got to interact with y'all like <laughs> yeah I was like no nah. I was like just give me, like literally I would like I would if I ever got tense in a situation I would just yeah. grab a book and just like just start reading just start reading oh. and like like on the bus like just read a book like don't talk to nobody don't look at nobody um and I would do that because I had a lot of internal anger issues that I was dealing with. And um, okay. you know, that would always be pent up. And to this day, I mean, to this day, I'm still like that. Um, really? Yeah, that timidness just, yeah, yeah, that timidness just came from that, though. I, um, I, I, I didn't like how kids treated me. So it was easier for me to just ignore them and just live in my own world. Yeah. You know, hence, like, my social media handle, Sire World. Like, I look at myself as... You know, everything I do is is my world. Like I don't have to share my word with anybody, but I choose exactly, to. yeah. But um, you know, yeah, that that's where that came from. So you said you have a little bit of anger issues. Are you able to express anger than any other emotion? Is that what you're? Um, with the anger issues, which you know, I I for sure still have. Um, okay. I'm a very for the most part, I'm a calm dude. Like, so it takes I'm you very a lot. passive. It takes me a lot, but once you get me there, <laughs> it's, going. it's like, exactly. Mm. And um, very few people have ever seen the worst of my anger, but the people that have seen it know how bad it can get. Like, I, I'm ashamed to say this. I don't even know if I should say this publicly. Um, no, I've already been dealt with about it. So I, it was this one time, like when the pandemic had started. Okay. And um, like I said, I work for Apple. So, you know, I'm at work. And uh, we didn't know what was going on. So in the sense of everything was new to the world. Yeah. So we had shut the store down. And it was like the last weekend before we were about to go home indefinitely. And um, I'll never forget this guy comes into the store. And um, 
it, it goes back to the ego thing we were talking about earlier. This guy comes into the mm-hmm. store and he gets what he needs and he leaves. And I'm standing at the front of the store. My job is to like just make sure that nobody is willingly coming in and out. Like you gotta, I need to know why you're coming in. You have to have a reservation. It was it was very strict. That very weekend. strict, yeah. And he came back and um, he tried to like push past me. And I kind of stopped him and I was like, you know, politely, sir, just trying to ask, you know, what is your reason for returning? Is there something you need yeah. to pick up? Like, I can't just let you in the store. Yeah. And um, his ego got the best of him. And uh, he start he starts mouthing off. And I'm like, dude, listen, like, I'm from Please. Jersey. Like, I know I'm a calm, timid kid to you and your eyes, but don't push me. Like, I have a job to do today and I'm just trying to go home. So, yeah. you know, let's just communicate. Let me know why you're back. And um, he decided he didn't really want to communicate. And um, it it got to the point where, oh, no. you know, I tried to swing. I'll just say I I, I tried to swing on him. Um, <laughs> not just because, not just for no reason though. It was because he was mouthing off at me, and then he yeah. started like doing the whole macho man ego uh, thing, where he's like, "I'll do this to you and that too." Yeah, chest and I was out. like, "Sorry, like, yeah." It, it, I felt all the resentment from my childhood come up in that moment and I was like this is for all the people that like ever tried to disrespect me like that in my life (laughs) I was like this moment right now will happen and um you know it was like my good friends had to you know pull me back and it was like one of those real life like hold me back situations like that actually happened and uh you know store management had to like they made me take a walk for like five minutes and you know, like I got dealt with and whatnot. And you know, I don't have a problem telling that story because it's funny to me at this point. But that that's how like no, and they and you know what's funny? They said I should have. What the? Fuck? And it was, yeah. But you know, I do my job well, though. You know, like I yeah. really do my job well. So they're like, listen, they're like, we can't have you, you know, doing that. And but it was that moment when I realized, I was like, this is what happens when you don't deal with your childhood Correct. traumas and Correct. your past. You take it out on people, you know, in the real world later on in life, and you yeah. potentially put yourself in bad situations. So, yeah. I'm like, this is from uh, from uh, for Philip from second grade. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Just like, <laughs> I know what you're saying. I completely under- understand what you're saying. And I have those moments too. I'm like, man, I want to stunt on this motherfucker that, that did this to me in third grade. I'm like, I'm remembering this. But like, yeah. w- we just got to just, you know, get it together. You know what I mean? Because that could have been a moment that could have lost you your job, maybe got you locked mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? So yeah. we have to learn ways to not go from you know what I mean zero to ten but like you said like the ego when you get two men with 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 ego oh my god it is hell (laughs) scary he's a swole dude like he and I found out later like legally he couldn't hit me because I guess he was like a semi-professional like fight or something like that oh shit. like if he had hit me like it would have been that charge that people get where like their their hands are like literally licensed their weapons weapons. or whatever that's yeah called. yeah so but he was like ready to go and i was like dude like i'm ready too like it's i was like I'll, you were scared at all no when i'm yes. when i'm like that's what i'm saying like when i get like that nothing you don't think bothers like, me. Oh. i don't fear anything yeah it's like we you can go i don't care how big you are we can go at it is it the blackout method I know a lot of yeah, people yeah, are yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. All the way gone. Yeah, like, yeah. And all the energy, you know, it's like I'm gonna find a way to take you down. And, oh, you know, Jesus. I'll I'll think about it later. But you know, right well, now. We need to go on the podcast. Do, so. oh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> we needed you on here. Cause I was I was scared that I wasn't gonna be able to find a guy that was open and willing to really talk about, 
therapy or just just emotion and just feeling you, I was really scared I was like I really like I said I have three younger brothers so I'm really passionate about you know their mental well-being and um that's why this was a something that I really wanted to do and talk about but I was like I don't know if dudes are willing because like I said like you talk shit about me but then you dm me about therapy yeah. You get what I'm saying? Which, like you said, like, I'm fine with that as long as we get to the end goal of you being good, you know, but we needed you on the podcast. So I'm glad um, you did. Did you not connect? Your swing didn't connect. Well, I didn't get to swing because like uh, I, I, I brought my arm up and like it was like I said, like literally a hold me back moment where my good friend who like knows me, he's like from New York and I'm from Jersey, like I said, so we kind of relate on that. He knows, he's like, he literally grabs my arm, <laughs> literally he grabbed both my arms and pulled them behind my back and was like, I'm not letting you go. These, into, yes. You know, yeah. He, and locking so he, niggas he, up. Yeah. Thank you so much, Abel, if you're listening to me. <laughs> like thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, sir. Because... Yeah. Lord, oh my God. And then, yeah. so you're studying graphic design in school. I'm actually studying media entrepreneurship. Media entrepreneurship. Yeah, so it's a new major. Um, so really? it's, it's a bachelor's in, in, in interdisciplinary studies and the okay. concentration is media entrepreneurship. So basically um, my, my area of study is the design thinking process where you can either, you, you essentially learn how to be an entrepreneur, which is kind of, Backwards. I don't want to say stupid, but like, like you can't really like teach somebody how to be an entrepreneur, but you can teach people how to innovate. So you yeah. can be an entrepreneur where I can go into, you know, a company that already exists and help them develop a product within the company, develop yeah. my own products, um, but on a media-based level. And, uh -huh. and, I, and I did that because, you know, with me being a self-taught graphic designer, um, I realized like, obviously there are a lot of holes I can fill in this world yes. because there will always be problems. And yes. so, you know, learning how to identify those problems and test them and figure out new ways of um, bringing them to light and, and helping to fix them, that was important to me. And mm -hmm. I really want to do that based on, ironically, around therapy. And that's, like I said, that's why I started Therapy by Design, because I wanted to test it. I wanted to see, like, what will this do for people, if anything at all? Yeah. You know, I didn't, I wasn't getting anything out of it. I spent a lot of my own money on, I spent all of my own money on everything, you know, it was yeah. never, in a, it was never something I was going to get anything out of, except for just helping somebody. I was like, if I yeah. touch one person, I'm good. And um, I really tie that into like the things I learned in, in college and whatnot. And I'm actually wanting to take that further. Um, I'm trying to just find a way to merge elements of design um, or just creativity with therapy to help mm -hmm. people. Um, specifically, I, I really want to target, you know, of course, you know black people people that look like me yeah um, but i really want to help them find a way to receive the help that they yeah. may or may not know that they need in a creative way mm -hmm. so i'm testing a lot of things right now um trying a lot of different methods jotting down ideas like i have some things in mind that i'm just kind of planning out and plotting yeah uh, to do that hopefully will be out by next year or so but um okay. yeah that's that's how my major ties into all of this okay Nice. So how do you balance work, um, working, going to school and your mental health? Like, is there a morning routine, night routine? Is there any, like, do you, what's your routine to, that you fit in to help you mentally? There we go. That's the question. That's a great question. Um, 
I'm going to be honest. I didn't have a routine before the pandemic. I just, I have, I'm very big on scheduling. Okay. So like my calendar, if it's not in my calendar, I'm not going to remember to do it. Just, I'm sorry. Like, it can be like, yeah, if it's not in my calendar, it's just not happening. But, yeah. um, I didn't really have like a, a, a routine before. Yeah. Um, when the pandemic started, after I had got over like being afraid after like two weeks of work, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, yeah, we're going to start getting up every day and doing this. And I had a routine for a little bit, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but now it's kind of different because, I mean, with everything being remote, you know, I just finished up my summer semester online. Um, yeah. I'm- yeah. So what's an Always Asia podcast episode without technical technical difficulties lord jesus my gosh so um guys uh connection was lost i had to wait a little bit just to um get everything converted but you were talking about um your schedule in school and we're talking about how you fit mental health um into your schedule yeah yeah um yeah so with that um I was saying that like I, I didn't have a routine before the pandemic and everything and then like I tried one after it started yeah. um, and it, for a little bit but then, then like as we started just readjusting more and more to different things um, mm-hmm. that changed up but I, I find that in the midst of everything that I have going on and everything I'm doing the most important thing for me to do is just to take the time that I need to just breathe and, and center myself like a yeah. lot of times, stop in the middle of what I'm doing. And if I want an hour to myself, I'm going to give myself an hour and I'm not going to deprive myself of that because yeah. it's what I need. Um, you know, and in that hour, I might sit there and meditate. You know, I might do nothing at all. I might play video games for an hour. Um, I'll just do whatever I need to do in that hour to kind of just recenter myself um, and, and go from there. So, you know, that helps me with everything else because I know what I have to do when I get up. Like I know that I have to work from this time to this time. I know I have to do school work from this time, but it's just like taking that time outside of all of that um, is, is, is pivotal, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, like it's, it's really important to take time away from being a workhorse too. You know what I mean? Wait, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Oh yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But it's definitely important to take time um, from mm-hmm. being that person, always doing something, you mm-hmm. know, like you have to stop and realize that you are a human being and that you will burn yourself. <laughs> yes. And uh, you'll, you'll end your life and then be like, wow, I didn't get to do like anything I want yeah. to do because I was just. Yeah. Because when people say the whole like, I'll sleep or um, I'll sleep when I'm uh, when I'm dead or whatever, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. All right. Be careful what you ask for, <laughs> please, because you will die fucking around. You know what I mean? Not resting and not. So that's yeah, that's what's really important, I think, because I've met some college kids that have told me the shit that they've done to stay up to not. And they go through a lot of shit. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I happen to be going to school too. I'm going to be going full-time and working full-time and doing podcasts and everything like that. So that's why I'm wondering like, where, like, how do you do that? But you know, you got to find those pockets in between, whether it's yeah. 15 minutes or whatever. Sometimes I'll just go, I'll drive all the way to work, which is like almost an hour away and in, in silence. You know what I mean? Just so I can gather yeah. my thoughts, you know what I mean? So like, 
that's really important to do is just to find those pockets in between and maximize that by just being with yourself <laughs> and doing what the fuck you want to say play game play video games <laughs> yeah just something like you you have to you know you, it, it's it's important to break the even a lot of times people say they don't have a routine and and inadvertently it's like they'll say that but then when they really look at their life it's like you, know, you it kind is. of do a routine because you yeah. do the same thing every day it doesn't matter what order you do it in but you have to break away from the norm sometimes to kind of give your your mind like a jolt of of you know of energy or just like to just reset you know yeah. just tell your mind like hey like we're gonna do something that we're that we don't usually do uh during the day and we're going to do this for x amount of time because we need mm -hmm. to do this and if you don't want to do it oh well too bad because this is what yeah. we need so <laughs> yeah that's yeah. how i look at it because you'll 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 soon find out that you need that time but yeah. um we're gonna wrap up this episode sire thank you so much for joining me i appreciate you so much i hope that this conversation was beneficial to you just as much as it was beneficial to me. And um, we're going to wrap it up. So uh, where can they find you? What are your social medias? Yeah. So on every platform, I, I believe every platform, I'm, I'm really just on my Instagram and Twitter. Um, uh -huh. C-I-R-E-W-R-L-D. So it's Sire Worlds. There's no O in the world. Um, you can find me there. And uh, currently that's, those are the only places that I'm located. Um, but mm -hmm. if you follow me there, um, just stay tuned for updates, like I said, on the upcoming things that I have going on, because I'll be linking everything else I'm doing to those pages. So yeah, yep. Sire World, there's no other world on both Instagram and Twitter. All right, perfect. Thank you guys so much. Um, don't forget to follow me on Instagram as well at Always Asia with two A's and on, on Twitter at Always Asia with two A's as well. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful day and we are out of here.